be yourself, be your people. And people will flock to people that they know, like, and trust. There you go. There's a know, like, and trust factor right there. Boom. Yep. And that's how you create this community. You find the Annie's, you find the Shannon's, you find the everyone out there that like you for who you are and value you for who you are. And you stick to them. You don't try and find someone who you're not. <laughs> Imagine Mr. T phoning it in. Welcome to Too Legitimate to Quit, instantly actionable small business strategies with a pop culture spin. I am your host, Annie P. Ruggles, and my guest today is the gregarious and fabulous Seth Goldstein. Seth Goldstein, sometimes known as Seth M. Goldstein, is a digital marketer and technologist based in Doylestown, Bucks County, Pennsylvania, just north of Philadelphia. A recovering journalist, Seth spent the first six years after college as a newspaper journalist and still dabbles in the industry from time to time. A lover of podcasts, Seth loves listening to all kinds of podcasts and has been podcasting himself since 2011. He is the host of two shows on the Marketing Podcast Network, Entrepreneur's Enigma and Digital Marketing Dive. In addition to his podcast, he also curates a weekly newsletter called Marketing Junto. He lives with his amazing wife, crazy yet awesome son, and their totally adorable Labradoodle, Olive. One of my favorite brains slash the best cheerleader on all of LinkedIn, title achieved, Seth Goldstein, what the hell do small business owners need to focus on this week? They need to focus on their mindset. Ooh, okay. Ooh, big term. That's a really broad term, though. Like, what part of their mindset? The marketing mindset. When they think ooh, about ooh. the marketing and how they're going to get out in front of the right customer, right client, right visitor on the website, they need to think about how they're going to present themselves. And if they're not in the right mindset, they're going to suck. <laughs> Correct. It's going to suck and it's going to be miserable and horrible and you have to be in the right mindset personally and professionally so that you can, you know, put your best foot forward. You need to make sure that you have your persona set up, meaning that you have to say there's a guy named Joe Bob who has is 41. (laughs) I don't know where Joe Bob came from, but Joe Bob, 41, has three kids, a cat, a dog, a wife a mortgage, all that stuff works in IT, whatever. And then you need to talk to Joe Bob. Now, I don't know why he's Joe Bob, but whatever. Joe Bob I love Joe Bob. We're rocking with Joe Bob. Hey, Joe Bob. Yeah, Joe Bob. And if your name is Joe Bob, we're talking specifically to you. And if your name is not Joe Bob for this episode, your name is Joe Joe Bob. Bob. Exactly. So Joe Bob or Joe Bobowitz. There we are. Joe Bobowitz. (laughs) It's even better. I like that. Joe Bobowitz. That makes it more like a first name, last name kind of thing. Joe Bob's kind of like his first middle name. So we're already <laughs> off the rails. Oh, she snorted. Yes, I succeeded. So Joe Bobowitz, persona Joe Bobowitz, 41, three kids, mortgage. Yeah, mortgage, mortgage and a wife and all that stuff and a lot of pets. So you got to think about with your mindset and your marketing mindset is that you've got to get into it 
with Joe Bobowitz. And you need mm-hmm. to talk to him explicitly when you put out your marketing materials, especially on digital marketing, on digital marketing. So like on LinkedIn, you want to talk to what his pain points are, what he needs to know about your business, about what you could do to help him solve in, in this case, he's in IT, you know, how you can solve the zero day exploits or whatever he's facing now. And you have to talk to him. And say so even go so far as name them. You know, like I just did Joe Bobowitz. God, it's a horrible name. Anyhow. It's a great name. It's a wonderful name. <laughs> I love it. And we are all adapting it for the next, you know, 45 minutes. We are all Joe Bobowitz. I am Spartacus. I am Joe Bobowitz. I am Joe Bobowitz. No, I, am. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. No, but you're right. I mean, like it's it seems so goofy to like give them a name or something like that, but it really does need to be that specific and that granular. You are talking to a very acute mm-hmm. pain point. Yes, absolutely. And you're talking and I mean I would go so far as to find go in the stock photo, go on splash, find a picture of Joe Bobowitz, put it on the document. You know, have fun with it. Cause I mean, otherwise you feel absolutely absurd. Yeah. Because you feel like you're talking to nobody. You feel like you're just standing on a soapbox ranting at a field. Exactly. So you kind of want to have your Hobbs, you know, Calvin and Hobbs. You kind of want to make yep. Joe Bob Woods your, your, your Hobbs. I shouldn't name them Hobbs. Whatever. But the idea is you get a plan. You talk to them. And this is going to kind of allude to our, our pop culture reference. I'm already into that. But you need, to, you need to love it when a plan comes together. And we'll leave it at that. Oh, oh look at that. see, he's being a tease, y'all. He's being a oh, tease. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I think that that's so key because you brought up mindset and you brought up this idea of like talking directly to Joe Bob slash Joe Babowitz. And I think the mindset piece combined with the pain point piece is really, really interesting because a lot of people. Oh, you guys, Seth requested a cat. Join oh, us we got for the this interview. And Tifa has dominated to make this point. That's right. Oh. One of the main things that I see when I'm talking about sales, and one of the main things that I also saw when I was focusing more on like content marketing side of things, is people are very hesitant to talk about pain points because they feel like they're inflicting pain. And they also feel vulnerable. They feel right. vulnerable. So if they don't want to admit, no one wants to admit that they have an issue that they have to figure out. Mm-hmm. No one, like, or especially in the United States, like, like we'll leave Sweden out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking on Sweden. But like, you, like, in the United States, you don't show pain. It's not cool to show pain. And only now is mental health coming up in the world. You're able to kind of talk about, like, well, you're depressed. You have these issues, whatever. And apparently ADHD is like the new, like, awesome badge, which is like, I'm kind of liking, kind of not liking, whatever. That's a whole nother story. But the idea is, is that you have to have this mindset and you go into things and you have to kind of go in kind of in any like kind of like full bore. In. Yep. And yeah. I see I'm picking on Annie here, but I'm, I'm, I'm as bolsterous as Annie is. I'm, uh, just, Annie. I'm just like, whoa, let's go. Go, go in like Seth, pull in a China shop and just be yourself. And that's your mentality is that you try and convey who people are going to deal with you know deal with or work with or be around and that's how you're going to sell your sell your services is because they because you don't want to work with someone who doesn't like you i mean so no. if someone doesn't if, if someone's like oh obsessed a little too much for me okay i'm not for everybody you know i'm fine whatever yeah. like you know 
I'm fine with that. You know, we can still be friends, you know, we can still talk to each other. But if you don't want to work with me, that's cool. I'm not for everybody. No. And, you know, other people are like, oh, my God, I need that energy. Right. I need Seth's energy. I need some, if I could bottle some of Seth's energy, that'd be awesome. Bottle some of Annie's energy. Oh, yeah. But now I'm thinking, like, maybe one of the reasons why we're so good at being vulnerable in our marketing or why we're being mm-hmm. so good at being vulnerable in our interviews or on our own shows because I think we are both yeah. people that embrace vulnerability and I've seen it in our work. So I'm not going to back down from that compliment of us. But I wonder if part of the reason we're so willing to be vulnerable is because we counter it with just unbridled enthusiasm. And when I look at how I talk about my own vulnerability, I'm not always trying to make a joke about it because I want people to know that I understand that things are serious, but I almost get to like the point of sermonizing when I'm doing mindset stuff with my clients because it comes up and I'm like off to the races. I'm like, listen, this sucks. It's brutal. It's gory. I remember crying on the basement floor, right? Like that kind of stuff. And I'm wondering what is the relationship between showing up vulnerably and showing up unapologetically unfiltered vulnerable because you and I don't muzzle anything. No, no. Well, if we w- wishes I would sometimes, but <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean, everybody wishes we would sometimes we're too much exactly. for the world, we're, but, yeah. but it's a good thing. PMP. I think nowadays people are realizing that this way of going about being real online, having that mindset in your marketing, showing that you're able to, who you're dealing with, you know, conveying and trying to convey our energy on a piece of paper, other than paper, other than scribbling, lots of scribbles. Yeah. It's hard to convey in a very nice, con- concrete, linear piece of paper that you can't really draw outside the lines, making it look presentable, but you can make it look fun. And you can be fun in your comments. You know, there's Kelly Roach out there that she she's a big coach out there. She puts these little Twitter, you know, these little Twitter sayings out there on LinkedIn all the time. Like they look like Twitter, but they're a picture. And mm-hmm. you know, she is honest and to the point. Like she's like, you know, this is my this is where, you know, I've been, this is where I'm going. This is what we're doing. You know, you know, there's people like me out there. It's just like free for all. Let's jump into the bubble, you know, the ball pit and just play, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then and then so there's a difference. You know, she's very buttoned up and to the point, you know, and this is her strategy. Mine is clusterfuck. <laughs> like literally, it's, it's just me. Like this is yep. me and you're going to have a lot of fun working with me. Well, because we get stuff done, but we get stuff done in a jolly way. Exactly. You shouldn't use the word clusterfuck on LinkedIn. I don't think they appreciate that. I mean, but do we care about what LinkedIn appreciates? Because LinkedIn appreciates us. They do. Maybe they should get used to it. Maybe we'll just put like a little asterisk for the U and cluster. Cluster so F like, U. Yeah. Cluster. Yeah. Okay. Beep. Beep. But like, okay, so I'm I'm hearing resistance in the listener, which I love, because the other thing that I hear as an objection all the time is, Annie, I'm not you. I'm not like as brave as you, which is hilarious because uh, I'm not that brave. I'm just loud. Um, but, you know, people are just like, Annie, I'm not as bold as you. I'm not as loud as you. I don't take a presence like you. I'm an introvert. So am I. Blah, blah, blah. But, but you Shocking, know, if anybody out there, right? 
But if anybody out there is is thinking that right now, like, oh, Seth, I've been following you forever and you're so gregarious and you're so fun and I'm just quiet little me. How can the quiet, how can the reserved still show up in enthusiasm? Well, they could do what Annie does because she's you're an introverted extrovert. Well, you're extroverted introvert. You know, you go out, you go all, all full bore and then you're like, oh, God, I'm, I need a nap. Whereas I'm. Yep. Every once in a while, I'm an introverted extrovert. I'm a little quiet, a little cautious. Very rarely, very rarely. Like, it's more internal. You know, like, I don't like to pick up the phone to call the pharmacy. Like, I, I don't yeah. like talking to people on the phone. It's just, it just is what it is. And I have a dread of talking to people on the phone that I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. And I love the phone, which is so weird. Like, yeah, but you're in sales. I mean, that, I mean, that you're meant for sales. Like, you like, you like the phone. You like, you like chewing the fat. You're like, yeah, let's do this kind of thing. I've always been a gabber. I'm a gabber. But the thing is, what exhausts me is being an introvert. Like, being introverted about something exhausts me versus this me being blah. It's a technical term. Blah. Is blah. Exactly. That does not tear me out like i don't know why but if i can go, i can go full bore for i feel bad for this bore i keep talking about but full bore that's my brain people it's going these random tangents constantly joe bob the boar i love it joe bob what's the boar oh, now he's a boar <laughs> oh, i think he's quite interesting actually come to think of it but anyhow we were off joe the rails Borowitz. <laughs> i don't know what's anything makes everything sound better anyhow the idea is, is that you got to have a good mindset in your marketing. Be yourself and just be. And then, like, if you if that you don't get that big deal because they don't want to deal with you, well, you don't want to work for them anyhow because they, they didn't want to deal with you. Yeah. And if they had to but deal you with made, you, they, you, you'd be miserable. You made such a good point there about, like, mm -hmm. and this is one of the things I love about interviewing my friends is, like, you know me. You know I have two modes. I have on and I have off. And both are genuine. I've only, I've only experienced on, by the way. But you know about the off. You're like, yes. when you're tired, you take a nap. Like, I take a nap yeah. almost every day. You need to. Almost every day. Because I go so hard. And then when I'm yeah. done, I'm done. If I go to a conference, I come home. I don't talk to anybody for like a week. I don't schedule meetings. I don't wow. go to networking events right after that. Like, I... I'll work with my clients because I'll miss them, right? But I know conferences are exhausting for me. I enjoy them. I love them. The walking alone. Right. But I need to recharge, you know? And so I think that's true, too, is like you got to go full bore for you, whatever yes. that means for you. And also, if you're going to go full bore, you have to work on your energy management and listening to your body and listening to your brain and knowing when you're approaching burnout. And then you yes. need to stop and honor that. Like it was hard mm -hmm. for me to get to the point of taking a nap because I would lay there and think about my to-do list and be like, <laughs> oh my God, I have so many things to do. And now I'm like, oh, I have so many things to do. Guess I should go nap. I had to rewire my brain because now I'm like, mm -hmm. there's no way I'm going to get through that to-do list without resting. So I yeah. may as well go take the rest I need. Exactly. There's no my way. Thing, yeah. My thing is I needed to actually take a Vermont trip two weeks ago. I was like, I'm at peace. I'm like, Mara, my wife. I'm like, Mara, you take care of my, my son. You care, take care of the dog. I need three days in Vermont. My mom has a house up there. Went up there and just hung out with mom, mama, mama bear. And mm -hmm. just gallivanted around Vermont for a little bit. Didn't do much work. I need that to, to avoid burnout. You know, that kind of thing. Yes. So. Because when you're on all the time, you gotta be off sometimes.
Even me. <laughs> even you. Even me. Yeah. The two most enthusiastic people on the entire internet. Arguably. Exactly. Oh, arguably. I, I think it's kind of true. I just think some of us were undiscovered to some people. Imagine that, Yet. right? Right. Yes. Yeah. We'll get them eventually. We'll get them eventually. So, you know, what else? When we're when we're looking at pain points, when we're going for full bore, when we're showing up vulnerably, when we're talking directly to that one person in their pain and we're enveloping them in warmth and knowledge and our, you know, unique brand of enthusiasm. Uh, I think sometimes when we're talking about other people and we're showing up in that way, it's easy for imposter syndrome. To oh, my God. That so talk to, to me about that. Imposter syndrome. I think it's evil. And because the thing is, is that like you think like I'm in the SEO community, I do a lot of search engine optimization, and there's some real big wigs in the industry: Barry Schwartz and Morty Oberstein. This name is some names. Go follow them on Twitter; they're very prolific over there. And apparently, I'm pretty well known too. And I'm like, I didn't know that. Like Morty, <laughs> Morty, like, Morty's like, will you be on my podcast, SEO Rant? Go check out SEORant.com. Ooh. But you know, but but Morty is a, uh, talk about Morty. He's a he's a nut. He's one of us. He's one of those these nutcases. But um, he's like I, he I, I. But the thing is, he's gonna have me on with the likes of John Mueller over at Google. He's gonna have me on with like people like Glenn Gabe, who I know. I'm like, oh my god, this guy's like royalty in the SEO community. And I'm like, royalty. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. <laughs> and apparently, like I'm I'm not sure on anything per se, but like. I'm at least known because I'm a loudmouth. I have an opinion. I'm out there and I will speak my mind. And someone is full of poop or shit. We'll just say shit. Full of shit. I'll point it out. I'm like, this is my show. You could say shit. Exactly. So, so that's the kind of thing is like, I, like I, you, when you build up your, it's almost like you attract your, your keywords for yourself. Like, you, like keywords in, in SEO. You have to track your keywords to see where you're ranking and stuff. You kind of have to track your, like your, I guess you're not, you have to check your ego because you shouldn't have an ego, but you have to track where you are and kind of gauge who you are and who knows you to make you feel a little bit better that you're not nothing, not nothing. You're not nothing. You're not nothing. Is that that a double negative? Not nothing. You're not nothing. Yeah. You're something. I'm something. So I should just say you're something, not not, not nothing. Well, and also <laughs> it's hard when you get to that point where you're like, wait, I'm something. Wait, I'm something. <gasps> I remember the very first podcast interview I did on a sales space show after I had Ooh. rebranded to Non-Sleazy Sales Academy. And I had also paid a lot of money for the interview because I was working with a really great agency that was putting me on shows and blah, 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 blah. And I was scared out of my ever-loving gourd. I had the worst imposter syndrome ever for like three days. And I even, I emailed my agent who was wonderful and adorable. Mm. I love you, Nathan Peavy, forever. And I emailed him. And I, yep. And I was like, I'm freaking. Do people freak? Is this a thing that happens? Or am I the only one? I'm freaking. I'm freaking. I'm freaking. And his response to me, even then, I remember that. He's like, but Annie, he chose you to be on the show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, to your point, I'm like, wait a minute. I was asked to be here. Right. Yeah. Or if I put myself out there and I applied and they said yes, like if I found the show and I reached out to yeah. them and they said yes to me, then 
they still said yes to me. I put myself out there. I got after it and I got it and I earned my spot. Right. And it's so hard because we all work so hard and then we get further ahead and we're like, wait, I don't deserve to be here. And it's like, what have you been doing all that work for if not earning the right to be where you are? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and the thing is, is that if, you've, if you're just starting out and you look at other people that are further, long, further along in the process, you can almost assuredly think, assuredly, I can't, I can't speak today. Anyhow. You yes, can you can. Assured. You're speaking great. Am you I talk close? real good today. I talk good? There you go. Anyhow, you talk real good. I talk good. Anyhow, so the idea is, is that they probably have imposter syndrome too. And that's the you know, that's what I was trying to get to is that they have the imposter syndrome too. It might not be as strong. It might be strong, too strong. It might be worse than yours. These guys that look confident and you know you know how much editing goes behind their fucking presence. You don't so much. You know, you, I mean, some of this editing, like my, I'm all about the jump cut because I'll ramble and I'm like cut. I'm going to cut it and jump it and whatever. And then it's the whole in thing. You know, that people do nowadays, you just see it and they're like this, boom, 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 boom. They're bouncing all over the screen because they're cutting the words together. So the audio sounds good, but the, the video is like a giant clusterfuck. Right. It's like, whoa, that was an edit. That was an edit. But it's kind of cool. <laughs> everyone's getting used to that now because everyone's doing video and no one knows how to really do video the right way. Yeah. Me included. So the idea is, is that just because they're edited and they might have someone who's like really good editor that can make it so it doesn't look like a jump cut. Doesn't mean there isn't editing involved. Right. You know, and the ums are taken out and stuff like that. So, I mean, in the pre chat, we were talking about Mike McCallowitz, friend of the show, and Gary V, friend of the internet. Yeah. And, uh, and the thing is about those guys is like they're great and they have accomplished Mm -hmm. so much, but Mike McCallowitz is not a one man team. No, he's not even looking at his LinkedIn. Yeah, it's not a solopreneur. Is. No. You know? And yet, when we look at people like Marie or we look at people like Mike Michalowicz, these giants in the marketing space, yeah. we still see them as one person and compare ourselves to them yeah. like they're one person. They're not one person. No, Mike even admitted on the show, on the record, that his LinkedIn is actually managed by his assistant because he he just mm-hmm. can handle it and have his family involved. You know, he wants to go home and play with his daughter. He wants to go home yeah. and have fun. You know, he wants to go write another book for crying out loud. I mean, how many books does yes. that write? Oh, that they're all good. A million? I mean, he just came out with another version of Clockwork, which was a great book before and a better book now. Like, you know, he's got to have time to write all these books. You have to get the audio book. Because he's Gary V. Oh, he's he's less scattered than Gary V. on the po- on the audiobook, but he ex- he explained it to me. But he's but the audiobook has all these little asides, and you don't yep. get that in the book. So always check no. out the audiobooks. The always it, check so. out the audio. But but you know that's the thing though is that like we cannot imposter syndrome ourselves when we are one person going up against a media conglomerate. I love we that. Can't. Like, the Mike McCowitz media conglomerate. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's the McCallowitz media universe. It is. And especially Gary. I mean, one thing I love about Gary is that you see how the how the how the cheese is made. I don't know what the term is. How whatever. the sausage is made. That's it. I'm, I like how the yeah. cheese is made. We're gonna stick with that. But like you can I see love cheese. Exactly. Mm, 
Jeez. <laughs> Put a little Homer in there. That's another cultural reference for you. There you go. Throwing all the references out. Now, there you go. I'm taking them all, people. All of them. No. Um, but the idea is you see, you, but you see the people behind the scenes that Gary shows that he's walking around with whatever J-Man or whatever the guy's name is, filming him in a cab. Like he's, that's one thing I like about Gary is that he's transparent. He's like, this is not me. This is a team. Yeah. I just have the cool name that works. Right. I mean, and if you, we, listener, we are talking about these marketing examples because that's his world and that's my world. That is the world we share. These are the idols, the pedestal people that both of us have been told to aspire to or that we've learned from, right? You mentioned to our significant others, they're like, who's the hell is this person? Who? Who? But that's the kind of thing, it sets your sights again. Mention these idols that you idolize in in your career to your spouse who's not in your career. And, so, and they will say, who the fuck are you talking about? They're not Beyonce. <laughs> they're not Beyonce. They're not, they're idols. They're big. And, but yet every industry has them. Yeah. Right. So like if you're listening and you're a hairstylist, there is mm-hmm. an influencer in your lane that you know that you are intimidated by that is not a single hairstylist anymore. They have a team. They have their own hair and makeup team. They have a social media team. Right. So you can't sit there and be like, I will never be so-and-so because so-and-so has stopped being so-and-so and is many. Exactly. Right? Like Joe, Joe Bobowitz is probably, you know, more than one person. You never know. Yeah. You never know. He's a whole I conglomerate. Have to, I, have to go, I have to go make him a LinkedIn profile. I'm sure it goes yes, against they has to that goes against all terms and conditions, but I have to get make go make a Joe Bobowitz. You're gonna catfish people as Joe Bobowitz. I know it. You're gonna like start selling people and then be like, Hold on. Actually, you need to hire my friend Seth Goldstein, who's totally not me. Joe hey, Bobowitz. Hey, it's Joe Bobowitz. Uh, yeah, ridiculous. Joe right. <laughs> Joe, wait, didn't we change it to Borowitz because he's we're we going Boris. full bore? We're going All full right. bore. Well, yeah, Joe, Bob, and or Borowitz. So I'm going to totally talk about going off the rails. I'm going to completely <laughs> shift the tone for a second because I would be remiss if I didn't pick your brain about three little initials that stymie the fuck out of all of us. I'm talking... S-E-O. Okay. So recently I had Derek Gorthy on the show and I basically had him tell me when it comes to NFTs and crypto and Web3 and blockchain and all of that jazz, what is irresponsible for a small business owner to not know? And SEO is as vast as the internet itself. And there are so many different schools of thought on this. So I'm going to ask you a version of the question that I asked Derek, which is, what is an irresponsible lack of knowledge about SEO? Or on the positive side, if I know that I need to start prioritizing my SEO and I'm looking for help, what are my first most critical steps that if I'm not doing this, I am not harnessing SEO and I'm hurting my business? You need to realize with SEO that it's not rocket science. It's it's not voodoo. And people are out there. I'm trying my best not to mention someone's name and throwing them under the bus. But there, there's people out there like, oh, it's special. Oh, I've been studying whoa, 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 for since 1997. Oh, since the beginning of the Internet. Which the beginning of the internet was not that long ago. It was, it, I think it was 94. So I, mean, I got that on. AOL CD in the mail. I remember. Uh, I was there. I used to keep them and throw them at people. <laughs> I, I used to have like, you know, AOL Frisbee 
things on on the on the <laughs> soccer field with my friends in high school. What else are you gonna use it for? You need one disc. You don't need five or ten or fifteen or a hundred discs. What are you doing with them all? I will put frisbee the microwave. Golf. I like where you're going with frisbee this. Golf. AOL yeah. frisbee. Or you put it in the microwave and watch it explode, and your mom would scream at you for oh destroying the microwave. Oh my god! I've done that. It was pretty cool. It almost caused the fire. So it's not that cool. <laughs> Anyhow, back to SEO. You need to exactly. You need to know that it's not rocket science. You need to know that if you sit down, set aside a few hours a week, and just read, follow people like Barry Schwartz. You follow people over at Search Engine Land. You search Google. You stay away from Neil Patel. Oh, I said his name. Sorry, um, because he kind of doesn't know what he's talking about and steals people's ideas. But Shots you go, you, you you look up, you know, Mordi Oberstein on on Twitter, and he's all about sharing his knowledge. Danny Sullivan. I mean, there's all these people out there sharing their knowledge. Go on Twitter, search for SEO tips, SEO. There's there's something called SEO Twitter. Like there's a subset of Twitter that is actually all SEO people talking all the time about different things that are happening in the Googleverse and the Bingverse. And or the DuckDuckGo verse, which is the th- big three are is Google, Bing, and then DuckDuckGo because people like to be private. So that's what you kind of look at. But when you think about it, SEO, you need to sit down and you need to read. And you need to read multiple sources because one person is going to say one thing because that's their damn opinion. And another person is going to say something else about Google or Bing or DuckDuckGo. That's their opinion. The problem with SEO is that they're, they're all opinions because no one... I don't even think Google half the time knows what the hell is going on. Like there's, there's so many algorithms. They're like, oh, oh, they act all like, oh, we pushed out an update today. It takes what updates take four months to put out. Like, like I mean, I understand it takes a while for things to propagate, but it took a month to get the whole update out. Whatever. I'm not, I don't come to know anything about that stuff. But the idea is, is that you just have to read and then try stuff. Worst that happens, you do something wrong, you change it, you wait two weeks. And I would not do it on your on your money-making site. I would build a separate little site even and practice. Yeah. Or you hire someone like me, shameless plug, to do it Heaven for you. Heaven, Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid you hire someone. I tell people, like, it's not a matter of it being voodoo or something special. It's just who has the time to do it and run their business. That's right. why you pay people to do this work and you're paying for, and the thing is you got to realize you're paying for the knowledge. So if you're paying $4,000 a month, you're paying for someone who is worth $4,000 a month because he's done $4,000 worth a month of research every week. Right. It's on top of everything that, you know, someone walks to the Google, you know, search servers and sneezes and everything <laughs> changes. And that's not really what happens. I, I hope it doesn't. But if someone, you know, something trips over a wire and, and knocks off a server, Yep. That might actually have happened because Google went out. I think that probably in, has happened. In, yes. in November, the whole Google search went down. Yep. How in the hell does that happen? Well, it happened. I think you're but, right. I think it's sneezes. Yeah. I think sneezes are a dog fart are my two guesses. Mm. Those things are toxic. It was bring a dog to work day and somebody's yeah. dog farted and took out the whole thing. Right. But <laughs> it was in so November. Idea yes. of like. Yeah incremental experimentation because it's so broad, right? Mm-hmm. It's, and because everybody's website is built on different shit. Like that's exactly. the other thing is like, we, we can't, there's not one uniform place to be like, you need to go mm-hmm. and you need to put three hashtags, like three keywords in this one line that is on every single website. And it's like, it's not, 
Yeah, and then th- Where- you gotta think about you gotta think about also is that Google is geolocated. You might rank. Oh yeah. And, you know, and people forget this, and it pisses me off. Why do I have to geolocate everything? Ah, I might rank that moment in time at this keyword at number one. But then I go down to Delaware or wherever. I'm in, just north of Philly. You go down to Delaware or go to California. It's going to be a different ranking for the same. It might be even a geolocated Doylestown website design company or web digital marketing company. And Joe Bob, bring him back in, his company might <laughs> outrank my company because for whatever reason, I'm in a different IP address. And yeah. in that IP address, he's winning that one. So Joe Bob Woods <sighs> is ruling the world right now. Good job, Joe. But, you know, it's all the more reason why if there are too many variables Mm -hmm. for us to control or even fathom, like I saw this thing, not surprising because y'all know if you listen to the show, how I feel about Facebook, but like an article came out the other day that said most Facebook employees um, of the security team can't tell you where the data is stored. And it's like, (laughs) that's reassuring. You're on the data theme. Data team at Facebook, and you don't know where my information is stored. Like, mm. whoa! I think similarly, if I went to a, a random Google employee, and nothing against them, the company's just humongous, and I asked them how to get higher up on Google, they'd be like, "Well, that's my job, not my job. I don't know, right?" Mm-hmm. And so all I can do is make sure that I am associating myself with the keywords that I want. Which goes back to your previous point of like, what are the keywords of you? And honestly, the funniest thing about that is less about the keywords now. Throw a little wrench in the whole thing. It's it's about your paragraphs. It's about your non-linked stuff. It's about the links that point back to your site. It's about you know, uh, it's it's like Google's really changed things up recently. It's about your content now. It's about it being good content versus crappy content with good keywords. So they're trying to say get away from the keywords. And Ugh. good content. And Matt Cutts, who was like the original spam master over Google, has always said, to his credit, write good content and it'll get ranked. And guess what? You write good content, it gets ranked. Yes, but in the mm-hmm. past, bad content got ranked just as good because they were focusing on keywords. Now, finally, probably 15 years later, Google finally figured out how to actually make it so the good content is ranking where it should be. So focus on good content. Write good content. Don't spam crap out there hallelujah what a liberation not like think of it that way all these people if you're listening to this show you have something to say whether or not Mm. you're actively saying it whether or not you're actively saying it enthusiastically or as loud as seth and i would want you to (laughs) um you know we can work on that but you know that you have a message you know that you are building a platform otherwise why the hell would you be listening to us and it's like mm-hmm. how lovely that we no longer have to hit the needle right on the head it's not even a nail it's a needle right we don't yeah. have to get in with that precision keyword as much or that precision backlink as much if you're building better things mm-hmm. there is more of a field of dreams mentality you still have to yeah. do the work but if Another you're writing reference. great content it will rank i know i can't stop it that's why i it's have this show that's it's awesome. why i have i just can't stop but you know okay so what makes great content according to your brain something that's readable expels expels expounds there's a word expounds knowledge and helps someone in their journey online so someone comes to you looking for what's a good plunger i don't know why but they're either 
Bob always likes plungers, apparently. When, <laughs> he's a plumber. He's a plumber and an SEO consultant in Doylestown. <laughs> Go for his multifaceted individual, Joe Bobowitz. I mean, Mario was a plumber who had to say princesses, so Joe could do both. Why not? Yeah, why not? Let's just show up and do everything. I'm, I'm totally getting that domain name after the show. <laughs> do it. And just put his face on the screen. I'm never going to tell you not to buy a domain name because I am an addict of domain names. So you go and you get it. Yeah, but the whole idea is, is when you think about what good content is, it has to help somebody. And it has to, I, well, nothing's worse than going to a website and having a bunch of ads and not, and like you have to scroll five pages down virtually to see what the hell you want to say. Or God forbid, it's a slideshow. You see that one picture, like, oh, I want to go click on that. You click on it on Twitter, you click on it, and it's like, not the picture you clicked on. I hit my desk because I'm so angry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those like clickbait listicles that you have to click through. Um, those could find like if those went the way of uh, some other Internet trends like the hamster dance, I would be very happy. Or if you put the photo that you share on social media, put that first and then I'll click through if I feel feel like it. I appreciate that. But it's not a bait and switch, right? Like, we are going to help you solve this problem, and we're not going to put a bunch of weird tripwires or paywalls in front no. of it. We're going to solve this problem, and then we're going to ask. We're going to give, mm. and then ask, and then ultimately, hopefully, receive, right? It's a exactly. three-part process. Gary V's give, 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 right hook, or left jab, or jab, 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 right hook. That's jab, 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 right hook, yep. Yeah, I don't know how many jabs mm -hmm. are in there, but there's a lot of jabs, which is give, 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 and then ask, so... Well, if it's Gary Vee, it's more like, fuck, 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 fuckity fuck. shit. Yeah, that's yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. Like, we we sound like pristine little Episcopalian <laughs> children compared to, you know. <sighs> so, you know, I love the idea of good content educating and helping someone with a journey because when you get to the sales side of things, sales defined by me is problem solving for money. And yeah. so if we're always solving a problem, it gets to the point where we go, we solve this problem together. Do you want to solve another problem? Pay me, which is a really easy transition because they already have faith in your ability to lead them through something, right? And so I love that that specificity that you're bringing about how we make good content. Good content leads people through things. Good content solves a freaking problem. Good content clarifies something like mindset or clarifies something like the plan. Absolutely. Oh, Boom. Gosh. Yes. I love it. You know, and then there's something else that you do so like especially well that I also want to bring up because one thing that I have really been focusing on this year is the um, Russell Brunson-esque Dream 100, where yes. you're going out and you're engaging with other people's content, not just putting yeah. out your content. Absolutely. And before, when I said that you were arguably the most enthusiastic person on LinkedIn, <laughs> it is because almost like clockwork, if I put something really good out on LinkedIn, I know that you and Deb Eckerling, bless you, Deb, are going to comment on it because y'all mm. are my cheerleaders. Rah, rah, rah. But, rah, rah, rah. But yeah. also, I know for a fact people have met you in the comments of my posts. Yeah, Because they're like, this Seth guy is enthusiastic and adorable. Who is he? I need this enthusiasm in my life, right? So or nuts. 
yeah, we're bonkers. But also yeah. at the same point, you're not only putting out great content, you're not only putting out a great podcast, you're not only putting out great interviews like this one, you also do the legwork of having conversations in the comments of other people's stuff. So how did you come to that practice? Do you have any tips around that? Because you are reliably there. I don't know how I came about it. I think I blame it on my ADHD. I'm just mm -hmm. going, 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 and this I'm never gone. I'm just like keep going with the Energizer Bunny. Yep. Whoosh, boom, 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 boom. He's still going. That's another nineties reference. There's another pop culture reference. We're dropping them left and right here. But yeah, but seriously, I'm the Energizer Bunny. I'll do some work. I'll go on LinkedIn. I'll say Annie has a great, big, fun, colorful quote up there, and I'm like, yes. Share this sucker out there, you know, or I'll copy it. I'll share it. I'll copy it. I'll put it in my notion in my your my swipe file is almost like an Annie swipe file. I love. I that. swear to God, it, it, it literally, it's like that makes me happy. All these Thank knowledge you. bombs, like boom. I do love a good bomb. I do. Or, or, or bam! It's Emerald Lagasse, another old reference. Bam. bam! Exactly. Poor people's ears. Oh my God. Our listeners ears. Oh, no, they're fine. They're used to me. Please. You know what noises <laughs> I make on this show. If they're still here, good Lord. Uh, yeah. They have heard some, they have heard some shit. But no, I think that's true of like, get on and follow your own curiosity. I feel like we forget about social listening. And, and you are so good at that where you get on LinkedIn and you and I both love LinkedIn. So I'm going to use that I as our like, I love it example. So much. Yeah. Oh, God, I adore it. I adore yeah. it. But you know why I adore it? I know exactly why. Is if I'm on Facebook, if I'm on Instagram, if I'm on TikTok, I might be doing any other thing. But if I'm on LinkedIn, I'm doing one of three things. I'm promoting my business. I'm there to meet someone or I'm there to learn something. And Absolutely. because people are bringing their learned stuff and because only two to three percent of people are using LinkedIn as a content platform, they bring That's their shocking. best stuff. So then I just sit there and nom that shit up and, like yeah, popcorn. Gobble, 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 nom, 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 nom. There's yeah. my content binge because I can't go on Instagram and find stuff when I'm in a work mode because I'm getting distracted by people's vacation photos and their adorable pets. But if I'm on oh, LinkedIn me, and yeah. there's a pet photo, it's a purposeful pet photo. Sometimes, every once in a while, I'm tempted to post a picture of Olive on LinkedIn, but I, I wasn't sure what the business <laughs> reference would be. So I'm like, not going to do that. I mean, but if Laura Khalil can post a gigantic vulva in a legitimati and make that like, you know, an introduction, you can literally make anything about anything. Now, let me explain for those of you who are not in the legitimati. First of all, why? It's yeah, free and you can hang out yeah. with me and Seth. Just look up the legitimati on Facebook or, you know, friend me. We'll get there. But you Laura, mean on LinkedIn. I asked on LinkedIn. everybody. Oh, on LinkedIn, that's right. But yeah, I asked yeah, everybody, oh, not Facebook, fuck Facebook. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I told my people, just like I do at the beginning of, of each of these podcast episodes, I'm like, this is your moment. You got to bring it. I want you to bring it full bore. And Laura's version of bringing it full bore was she has a friend who was wearing a vagina costume, and that's the picture she chose to introduce herself with, and damn, did she make an impression. That's mm -hmm. going full bore. Right. Bore. So, but that's, even that's so, Bob, she's like, Look. Bob Bobowitz blush right now. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I said vagina, Joe. I said vagina. <laughs> but you know the. <laughs> but that was the thing. Is like how. She made that about, like, if you're going to introduce yourself, introduce your damn self. If you're going to take Absolutely. up space, take up space, right? Absolutely. And so if you're going to post a picture of Olive, you're smart. I know you could find a reason to do it. You know, Olive teaches SEO. I would totally watch that. She made the front page of Reddit the other day, by the way. <gasps> Internet mm. celebrity dog. I Seriously, she's that cute. It's giant 60-pound, eight-month-old Labradoodle. Oh my God. Gorgeous black Labradoodle. And she made the front page of the Labradoodle category, then showed up on the front page of my front page. It might have been the front page of the Labradoodle category. Still, she, she got like five to 10 likes within the first five seconds. And this could go on yeah. from there. So, oh see, but God. that would be a great LinkedIn article. Things I learned about the internet from my dog going viral on Reddit. Exactly. Like, I can't go right other end with a very cute dog. It's a good figure. Right, but like that could be content. Anything yeah. can be content when you make it educational if it's in your lane, right? So spin the Boom. wheel of marketing, folks. Like how yeah. do we, I want to talk about my dog today. How do I yeah. make talking about my dog valuable for my audience? For some people, it's really one to one, right? For my people that, for my listeners that are in the parenting space, it may be, you know, how to deal with hyperactive dogs and hyperactive children while you're running a business. Absolutely. For people outside the parenting space, like it may be what I learned about SEO by my dog going viral. Make sure that you're talking about Labradoodles if it's a Labradoodle. Yeah. Don't be posting your dog on a French poodle site. It's a Ugh. Labradoodle, not a poodle, right? Like, don't, don't, said, don't call my dog a poodle. Someone said, is exactly. that a poodle? Because she looks a little bit like a poodle. Because guess what? That's the doodle part. But, you know. No. She's, no right? Labrador She's a Labradoodle. You're not it. posting that dog. In the poodle category, you're being no. specific. You're like, this dog is not a poodle. No. She's a Labradoodle. And she's going to own the Labradoodle space. You love digital marketing. You love SEO. And you love entrepreneurship stories. You're not out here trying to get people to build chatbots. That's not your no. lane. God, no. No. I'll trip. That's not your lane. Right. I mean, it's hard for me because I'm so passionate about marketing and branding and I used to do that. But even so, sometimes I find myself defaulting back there and I have to remind myself, hey, bitch, you teach sales now. <laughs> Get back in your lane. Get back in your lane. And with my content, you know, I could do a branding lesson, but that's not what people look to me for. People don't mm -hmm. look to me for branding lessons anymore. So get back in your lane. I am not a poodle. I am a labradoodle. Exactly. She knows her lane. So, yeah, she knows her lane. So, we're going to take lessons from Olive. And I told you we could pull content out of it. Shazam. Bam. But, you know, the, the pop culture, we have had so many wonderful references so far. And <laughs> now we're talking about your dog. But I didn't bring you here today to talk about Olive, although I do love her. I brought you here today, in addition to your brilliant brain, you have brought us the A team. And so, yes. I need to know from you right now. What does leading people through a journey, what does content, what does SEO, what does mindset, what does vulnerability, what does any of it have to do with the A-team? Well, number one, Mr. T is awesome. Correct. He's he just, this, I can stop right there. He's awesome. But I mean, but he is about, a brand. Mr. T rocks his brand. He, no, he's bigger than a brand. Oh my, he's a brand. His name is Mr. T for crying out loud. 
I mean, that's yeah, but all that. Well, he's been a phenomenon for forty years. He's got brand recognition for forty years. Come on, and he looks great too. I think he's still kicking, right? He's still kicking. Yeah, yes, of course there. he is. He's still being Mr. T. He's still right. He's Mr. Stick. T. Good for him. Good for him. What I like about it is Hannibal, which is not the the um carnivore, not the carnivore cannibal guy, but Han- Hannibal on the show always hit the line. I love it when a plan comes together. And then there's Face, who always was able to rummage up a a ballistic school bus or something like that. Like, you know, and like <laughs> when you think about that is you got to think that you, you have to love it when your plan comes together. You got to like, every yeah. time something comes together, you're like you think about Hannibal saying, like, I love it when a plan comes together because. A plan, if you sit there long enough and you think about it, will come together. It might, may, may not be the best plan off the bat, mm-hmm. but it will evolve. It'll grow. You know, you'll find that ballistic bus. <laughs> I can't remember yep. the ballistic bus. I have a specific episode that I, like, I remember. They, they were in like the jungle somewhere and they needed something to beat somebody or whatever. And no one ever died in this show. Like they would blow off mm-hmm. a building and people would crawl off the ro- rubbage, rubbage, yep. the ru- wreckage. And Literally, they'd be unscathed. I'm like, that is an 80 sensibility right there. Yes, it very nowadays. Much is. I mean, like MacGyver, right now, it'd be bloody. Thing, a bomb would go off, and MacGyver would come off and like dust his shoulder off. <laughs> I know 80s. I mean, I used to love it. I always come to my father, who we'd always watch the reruns. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Dad, no one's ever dead. He's like, they're not allowed to be. Well, it's like how stormtroopers like, cannot shoot straight to kill them, like. <laughs> There's an entire army in space, and none of them can shoot anyone, like, ever. No, but how, how do you dodge a laser? Yeah, that's true. You can't. That's true. I mean, that was the 80s mentality, right? But but what we're talking about when a plan comes together, to our previous idea, you know, when Hannibal says, gotta love when a plan comes together, he's giving himself credit. Yes, it's all mindset. There you go. For things working out. Do you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have imposter syndrome. He's not going, oh, I'm so lucky that I'm standing in this spot. He's going, I am in this spot because I planned for this. I worked hard for this. I prepared for this. And now everything happened how I wanted it to through my hard work. And I love it when a plan comes together. Absolutely. He's not going, oh, how lucky this worked. He's saying, look, it worked. I worked it. We as a team, came together and pulled something off. And so I love that idea of, of giving yourself credit for a job well done when it's necessary. And sometimes that's not the end of the process. He normally says, no. I love it when a plan comes together in between phases of the plan. Like phase one. No, he says he's very premature with that. He's very yeah. premature with that statement. It's not. <laughs> it's funny, but you know, I love the A-team and I love that there's, I love how we can extrapolate business lessons from Hannibal. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. But like, but that's the thing is we just can't wait until the finish line to give ourselves credit. And we can't wait until the finish line to acknowledge whether our plan is working or not. Because if the plan's not working, we can't wait to the finish line to replan. No, you gotta adjust on the fly. Build the plane as it's flying. And then, yeah, and then, you know, that's a very 80s thing, too. It's like, oh, yeah. the engine in this plane fell out. Hold on. Here's a paperclip. We're fine. <laughs> no, that reminds me that it's kind of, air, what is that, airplane? Like Leslie, airplane, Leslie, yeah. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, Leslie Nielsen, yeah. That, that, that was a funny show, movie. I think also one of the things I love about the A-Team is that it's four distinct personalities 
Murdoch. Owning, oh my God. He's one of us. Right? Oh God. But like owning each <laughs> other's strengths and mm-hmm. not feeling the need to compete when you're bringing together strong personalities and strong minds. Yes, of course. Sometimes, you know, there'll be a differing opinion, but at the end of the day, they have so much trust in each other and mm-hmm. each other's quirks that that they're like, oh, he's got this. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And that's why it's like, we don't have to do this alone. And so who are your people that you know you can rely on their skills when your plan doesn't go to plan? Right. Who are your advisors, official and unofficial, paid and unpaid? Right. Like who, when shit hits the fan, are you like, oh, I don't know how to fix the engine of this plane. But you know who would? Seth Goldstein. Well, don't give me too much credit. (laughs) Wow. I can't fix an airplane plane. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we don't know if you can or not. We haven't tested you, but you know, Ugh, let's not do that. <laughs> okay. Let's not do that. But how do you gather people around you and foster a relationship of mutual trust? Cause I know that you have, you are a person who partners often, right? I met you through a partnered podcast. So I know yeah. that you play nicely with others, but also you mm show up nicely and and command trust by being trustworthy. How do we do that? Be yourself, honestly. And I mean, shout out to Shannon McGill. We love Shannon. Hey, girl. Yeah. She's the one that introduced me to the great Annie. And I've never looked back. Never. And she's another one of us nutcases that we absolutely adore. So check yeah. her out on social media because she writes blog posts, like huge blog posts that are so introspective. But, you know, you have to be yourself. And that's what everything comes down to. Be yourself. Be your people. And people will flock to people who they like, who they know, like, and trust. There you go. There's a know, like, and trust factor right there. Boom. Right there. Yep. And that's how you create this community. You find the Annie's. You find the Shannon's. You find the everyone out there that, that like you for who you are and value for who you are. And you stick to them. You don't try and find something you're not. Imagine Mr. T phoning it in. Oh, my God. Imagine Mr. T playing small. Where he shows up. What is his actual name? What is Mr. T's actual name? Do you know? No, I don't, actually. All right. We need to look on the Wikipedia. Y'all can hear me typing on the podcast. Lawrence Turiod. Yeah. Okay. So imagine, imagine shit is hitting the fan. The yeah. A team is in play. And they call Larry. Larry T. <laughs> and uh, Larry T is subdued, quiet, even waits to see what other people mm-hmm. want of him. He's very polite, doesn't want to take up space. Yeah. People would, be, he'd be nothing. He would be nondescript. He would be nondescript Larry T. Exactly. Where are we showing up as Larry T instead of Mr. T? Yeah, exactly. Well, it explains the T. I always wonder why he was Mr. T. Well, the T is real. It's T-U-R-E-A-U-D. Trode or something like that. Turiod. It might be French. Turio. Turio. That's my, my, yeah, Lawrence Turio. That sounds better. Yeah. Well, Larry. Larry. You know, if you're Mr. T, stop showing up as Larry. Yeah, be Mr. T, damn it. Be Mr. T. The world needs you to be Mr. T, and you're only going to get to be a member of the A-team if 
or any team, if you're yourself, I mean, seriously, look at any ragtag motley crew of anything, right? Mm -hmm. The Avengers, the Guardians of the Galaxy, freaking even more so, yeah. Anybody, the cast of Ted Lasso, they're all freaking characters. You don't get to be a star on a team unless you're going to bring it and listen at the same time. Because also at the same point, mm-hmm. good old Larry T can come in and go, fuck you three, I'm Mr. T, nobody needs ya. Because then you wind up with a situation where somebody in the band gets too big for their britches and everyone's like, I don't want to partner with that dude anymore. Let him jump out without a parachute. Fine, right? He's got to come in as Mr. T and share space. That's the challenge. Mm-hmm. That's the oh, line. Oh, it's tough. Absolutely. So how do we collaborate and stand out, Mr. Partnerships? How do we do that? How do we listen and give? Be humble. Just be Ooh. humble. I'm going to let that sit there. Be humble. Because you have to know that you're not the biggest shit in the world. You know That you, that you have to realize that there's people who are going to be smarter than you. There's people that are going to be dumber than you. And there's people that are going to be as smart as you. And I mean, that was a very profound statement right there. Yeah, but anyhow, um, the idea is, is that, you know, you, you can be as loud and as bolsters as you can be. We have to realize that there's someone over there who might be a church mouse who knows 10 times more than you do. And you just shut up oh, for yeah. a second and listen to that person. The little squeaks. You are not necessarily the smartest person in the room. And that doesn't make you stupid. No. But if you're on an exploration and if you're on a journey yourself... Stop and listen to the people around you. Amen, sister. Put your own good content out and then go comment on other people's good stuff. Go follow Uh, Annie on LinkedIn. Go follow Seth on LinkedIn. And if you can't Uh, find him, go into the comments of my stuff and there he will be. I'll I'll have a very GQ picture. Oh, I love it. Looking fabulous. Listen, you know I love your brain. You know I love your personality. And damn, I love getting to spend time with you. Uh, I got two more questions for you. All right, let's rock and roll. You and Mr. T in all his full Mr. T-ness are going to go on an adventure to solve a problem. The two of you. Okay. And at the end of this problem, Hannibal is going to be so impressed. He's going to be like, I saw the plan and it really came together. So what problem are you and Mr. T solving as a duo? Bad website design. Ones that are not respond. design. Yes. Ones that do not respond to your mobile phone and you have to pinch and zoom to read a word. Oh, no. What are you talking about, fool? Oh, no. I I pity the fool who has to pinch in Zoom. Oh my God! I amen. <laughs> wow, it's so true. I mean, I I keep things relevant. I mean, we can go in the jungle of Madagascar and hunt lemurs, but nah, let's go for you know non-responsive websites. No, no, no. I pity the fool who has to pinch in Zoom. That is totally true. So if I'm pinching and zooming and I need some of you, or you know, if I'm ready to tackle SEO, or I just want to see how magnificent it is to be in your sphere. What is the best way for our listeners to start a conversation with you? 
you can pretty much go over to goldsteinmedia.com. That's the, that's the agency. You can go to entrepreneursenigma.com. That's the, one of the podcasts. I do two podcasts because I'm crazy. Go marketingjunto.com because it's my weekly newsletter because I don't have enough things to do. And <laughs> you can always find me over on LinkedIn. Just search for Seth Goldstein. I'll pop up. Darling, I adore you. Thanks so much for being my guest today. You're the best. <sighs> I love it when an episode comes together. Yeah. Y'all, I'll be back in just a second with my final thought and your homework for the state. Well, hey there. How are you showing up on social media? Are you just posting and then replying to any stray comments that wander in? Because if so, you are missing out on a critical step. One that could introduce you to your very own beloved squad. This week, we will remedy that and get out there and find slash support your very own A-team. How? This week, we're going to act like Seth. Your homework is to spend at least one full hour commenting on other people's content on your favorite social platform. Start by bringing some love to your friends or peers or partners' posts. This will get you into the commenting mindset, but don't get stuck there. At least half of your time should be spent engaging with folks you don't know yet. Feel free to get lost in a couple of rabbit holes. What to comment is the tricky part. Don't you dare even think about typing great post and leaving it at that. Ah! On the flip side, don't be a spammy jerk or a know-it-all. You are there to lend yourself to the conversation, not to command it in some hostile takeover. Here are a few ideas. Offer a complimentary opinion using a branded piece of language. Share a recent personal win that proves their point. Ask a follow-up question. Tag a friend in the post and let them know precisely why you did. Introduce the poster to someone they should know. Or compliment people genuinely on how they've changed your mind or inspired you to action with their content. For bonus points, comment on other people's comments too. Get a whole convo going. Most of us work from home. We don't have a water cooler or even many coworkers or professional associations. We have to create our own spaces, our own clubs. And the network you're already on is a great place to start. Hey, thanks for listening. If this episode kept you laughing and learning, I have two requests for you. First, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button, depending on your platform, so you never miss an episode. And also, more importantly, if you are looking for support, inspiration, networking, collaborations, or just a chance to hang out with me, Annie P. Ruggles, and our fantastic guests, make sure that you are a member of our LinkedIn community, The Legitimati. It is a weird and wonderful place. I can't even believe it's on LinkedIn, and we want you there. You'll find the link in the show notes. Big shout out, as always, to the fabulous dudes who helped me make this show. My producer and editor, Andrew Sims of Hypable Impact. My theme composer, Riley Horbasio, And my show art creator, Francois Vigno. See you next time.